Tonight on the Big Footy Podcast, we talk all things Adelaide with specious argument. We take a look at the run home and who's going to make the finals. We make our finals predictions. Later on in the program, we talk to the prosecutor about the Dean Robinson interview. And Messenger sings us a lullaby. All this and more, coming right up. Hello, is it me you're looking for? And welcome to yet another episode of the Big Footy Podcast. I am, of course, the Wookiee. With me are my uh, compatriots, uh, the Old Duck Navies. Say that again. Black Ops. <laughs> and and uh, Messenger has uh, joined us finally. Whatever it takes. And uh, joining us tonight to talk all things uh, Adelaide is Specious Argument. Everyone's favourite fellow from across the border that's not actually across the border. Excellent. And there are many ferals over here, let me tell you, species. I am, unfortunately, in Adelaide, the uh, black hole of the universe that is slowly sucking the life out of me. How are you feeling um, now that Tex Walker shaved his mullet off? Has it uh, increased the class of the place at all? No, we still have Michelangelo Rucci, so... Oh. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I, like to, I like to refer to him as the Roach. Yes, so do all of us, uh, <laughs> when we're not calling him other names that are Speak. perhaps less complimentary. Specious Michelangelo Ritchie also doubles as Wookie's safe word when he's out of the <laughs> Michelangelo! <laughs> All right, and uh, of course, Chief isn't here tonight. Uh, he is off uh, conducting, you know, one of his worldwide safaris or tours of theme parks or wherever he might be with his David imperson- uh, David Attenborough impersonations or his Leyland Brothers thing or whatever he's face, doing. Face down in the Mojave Desert. He spent last weekend in a sand dune with 10 men. Bindi, yes, Bindi Irwin. Men. Yeah, whatever it's called. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> when he's not here, he deserves it. Um, uh, and of course, Prosecutor will be joining us later on. He's uh, currently fixatedly watching uh, the Dean Robinson interview, um, which uh, and he'll be coming back and giving us some updates on how that went and what his thoughts are of the undoubtedly huge revelations that are going to come out of that. And uh, Messenger can we'll tell We'll give us... you live updates on this as we go on the Big Footy Podcast, because we bring the fire. And Messenger will tell us all about how much he loves Luke Darcy, no doubt. So, uh, you know... Play that again? There's, 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 bound, there's bound to be fun for everyone. All right, guys. Um... I just love the way it goes about it. <laughs> There's bound to be uh, uh, some highlights and memorable moments from the weekend, and so uh, uh, specious argument. What was your highlight from the weekend? Oh, look, for me, it was Ricky Henderson's goal from uh, outside 50 on the boundary line. One step, cleared the fence. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Okay, I'll be I'll be sure to do that. Um, the old Dark Navies. What was your highlight from the weekend? Has to be Jeremy Cameron. Seven goals really uh, scared the bejesus out of the Magpies for three quarters. Uh, we were all, I'm sure, we were all sitting there hoping that uh, they would go on with it, but uh, alas, uh, 
You know, they, they, they can't run out a full game, but um, real insight into what we can expect in the future. He's an he's a, he's a absolute gun, that kid. Yeah, and uh, no, no doubt about it. Um, I, I was particularly fond of the way he basically told the Giants not to bother recruiting Buddy, which Messenger will like. Messenger, what was your highlight from the weekend? My highlight? Well, I can't go past Friday night. I, I won't lie. I enjoyed that on a number of levels. One, it was a four-quarter performance of Hawthorne. It was their best performance of the year. But also, there's nothing better than giving Essen a nice smack around the chops. I enjoyed it immensely. Mm. Generated some tears afterwards too, didn't it? Some tears, yes. Some tears and some palpitations. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, my highlight from the weekend, uh, an- another Henderson, of course, uh, Lockie Henderson at Carlton, uh, just having another good week, kicked three or four goals, just proving himself to be a bit of a powerhouse up forward for Carlton. And, of course, Matty Cruiser, really showing his critics that he is uh, perhaps a little bit more worthy of his high uh, placing in the draft than uh, they expected some weeks ago. Mm, Wookie and the Hendersons. That's yes. As uh, is, is Florence around? <laughs> the Henderson kids. Yes, yes. No, we did. We did actually bring that up before the podcast. The Henderson not, kids and Nicole Kidman's original version. Uh, not, uh, not to date yourselves or anything, guys. Jeez. No. no. Hey, 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 hey. Some of us have got to be carbon dated. Don't wait, worry about wait, it. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. We we thought we only had to explain the nineties when Pross was on because he he actually didn't live through any of it. So, but we have the same problem with you, Specious. Uh, look, I can remember the Crows' first game, but uh, I would have been just in primary school back in ninety one. I um. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I noticed one of the comments about last week's podcast was that uh, music when the music came on, it was like listening to Gold FM. So, um, you know, I'll be taking suggestions on the music tonight. So, you know, it'll be full of, Easy like, Eminem and, you know... Um, Buddy, Buddy Holly? Buddy Holly. Oh, the dulcet tones of the carpenters. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, know, my mother used to listen to Cat Stevens, you know, when I was hey, hey. baby. <laughs> that I was, I was thinking about something like, um, hello... Is it me you're looking for? God, I'm glad. Something I'm... like that, but with an Asada thing. Jeez, I'm glad I'm recording at the moment. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is, is this the point in the podcast where you run out of listeners? or Me- Messenger does his Lionel Richie impersonation. <laughs> 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 Moving along. Um, and we're going to talk about Adelaide after the break. And uh, we've got Specious Argument who is uh, ready for that. Where the pride of South Australia, where the mighty Adelaide grows. Where courageous, stronger, faster, and respected by our foes. Admiration of the nation, our determination shows. Where the pride of South Australia, where the mighty Guys, uh, we've got uh, Specious Argument on board tonight to talk about all things at the Adelaide Football Club. Uh, the Adelaide Football Club perhaps not having the season that they expected, um, given the, where they finished last year. Uh, they are currently sitting, where are they? Uh, 12th on the ladder. 
You tricked me. You said we were going to talk about 2012. <laughs> they are currently sitting 12th on the ladder with uh, seven wins and ten losses. Um, and so perhaps not um, not the season that you expected, specious argument. Look, the lower we sink on the ladder, the more teams above us we've beaten, so there's a silver lining. Um, yeah, look, it, it's, it's about planning for next year but at this point, I think. We've got, um, as you say, seven wins. Um, five of those were in the first nine rounds. Two wins in the second nine rounds, uh, up to round 18. So we've beaten uh, Brisbane, Bulldogs, GWS and Kilda and North Melbourne in the first, uh, the first nine. Since then, we've beaten Gold Coast and Geelong. So North Melbourne and Geelong, the only teams above us we've beaten. Um, fair to say that's not, not what we expected after last year. Um, injuries, I think maybe West Coast is there another club that rivals us so far for injuries. That's been a bit of a shocker. You know, you, n- you never want to blame injuries, but it is a factor. Um, losing uh, Jenkins on the weekend. Sloan's torn his retina. Um, he's out for two weeks. We've got Sean McKernan, um, Taylor Walker, obviously. Uh, after losing Tippett, we're just all, all of our all of our forward tools just seem to be falling off the perch. I don't know what's what's going on. We lost Gunston, obviously we lost Tippett, so uh, we're it's fair to say we're struggling this year. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, opening it up to uh, questions from you know the wonderfully wise bunch that uh, inhabit this podcast and uh, mm. go mm. nuts. No worries. Um... Look, you just mentioned Taylor Walker, so we'll pick it up there. Um, it, it was a massive loss. Um, Adelaide were fourth last year for goals. They're 11th this year. Um, so I guess you are missing him a fair bit. Um, however, Tom Lynch in his fourth AFL season seemed to be having a, uh, a bit of a breakout year. Look, he's having a good year. Um, as I said on the, uh, the Collingwood podcast, I don't think he's going to win a Coleman. He's not going to be our key forward. But if he's got someone like a Taylor Walker or a Josh Jenkins that's going to take two defenders, I think he'll go nuts as the second or third tall uh, up forward. He's very mobile. Uh, he's very fit. He, he gets around a lot. Sometimes his decision-making isn't all that flash, um, so he can be a bit frustrating at times. But I think given a few more games, given a bit more run, I think he'll, uh, he'll come good. Yeah, more, more so than he has already, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. Um, oh. Sorry, go, miss. I just wanted to turn our attention briefly to last off-season. Not one of the Adelaide Crows' finest moments last off-season. Obviously, the Kurt Tippett in, uh, issue and the salary cap breaches and the contracts behind contracts. But one of the things that came out of that was Stephen Trigg kept his job. And I think, and I'm probably not alone on the, amongst uh, non-Crows fans, I think a lot of people were staggered that he managed to do so. What What's the background of that? Has he got photos of somebody that we're not aware of? Or does it not seem to be his fault? What was the backstory from a Crows fan's point of view? It's uh, it's in his contract that as long as we keep Dangerfield, we have to keep Trigg. So uh, we're not getting rid of Dangerfield. <laughs> no, look, with, with Trigg, I think you're right. Um, it, it did surprise a lot of people that he kept his job. Um, there was... Yeah, it, it's still a very controversial topic, um, particularly among Crows fans on the on the uh, big footy board. He has been, a, in my opinion, he's been a very good administrator for a very long time. Uh, it, it depends on if you separate out the on-field and the off-field performances. Off-field, the Crows have been doing very well. Uh, we you know, have always had major sponsors. We've always had lots of money in the club. We've even had sponsors willing to put money in a brown paper bag. So he's doing something right. But he also is ultimately responsible for 
that off-field debacle. Now, I, I was one of the people that said, you know, let's wait and hear the full story before we condemn him. We never actually did get to hear the full story. The Crows told us, wait until, uh, wait until the, the investigation's over. Wait until we really want to have our say. We're going to have our say. They then pled guilty and no comment. So it, it's, it's hard to tell what actually went on and who's actually responsible for what um, based on that. But, yeah, it is, it is interesting that he's been able to keep his job. Yeah. Were the penalties more or less than you expected? To be honest, they were about what I expected. Um, don't forget, we also got penalised this year for Melbourne's tanking, but we'll, we'll leave that one alone. Um, in terms of the two draft picks, I think that that was kind of what we were expecting, um, and that's why we opted out of the draft last year as well, to try and reduce that. No one thought we were going to be shit this year. We were thinking we we're going to lose a you know pick in the 18 to 20 range. Instead, we're going to lose a pick in the 4 to 6 range, which hurts. But um, it's where it is. The fine, neither here nor there. 300 grand, you know, I'd buy a house. But for an AFL club, particularly one that's quite solvent as we are, it's not that big a hit. Now, the, the big one, how do you feel about Tippett now? Um, is, it, is this explicit rated, this podcast? Or, uh... Oh, no, iTunes, iTunes oh. won't like it. <laughs> so, so, say what you like. If it needs editing, I'll edit it. Go crazy. Uh, look, Tippett, Tippett is... is one of my least favourite non-Crows players um, it, it, of, of any AFL player, really. I think he's the way that he left was um, quite unfortunate. He when he um, when he left, he texted his mates and said, "Look, sorry, love you all, mates for life, but I'm leaving." Uh, he was involved in now exactly who was at fault. He was involved in Sydney trying to screw us over in the trade. Um, he obviously somehow Sydney knew about this clause in the contract that the Crows were denying for so long. My my assumption is that his, his him and his father or his manager tipped the Swans in on that, so he was he was screwing us on the way out. Then again, we did get the use of him unfairly for an extra two seasons, and we nearly made it to a grand final on his uh, on his boot. So it's look he we miss him. I think him in the side is better than him not in the side. Did all this not go down? Was he worth 800 grand? No, I don't think so. Um, I would have been happy to have him in at 600, 700,000. I don't think he's worth 800 or a million. Um, but yeah, he's, he's certainly not my favourite at the moment. No. I'd just like to say too, I think it's it's a bit mean. It's a bit mean. He wanted to go home to Queensland and he did that. I mean, I think you need to let him, need to accept that. Oh. Also, um, <laughs> also, uh, just by say you, you said you uh, you lost Jack Gunston. Um, I, I found him. <laughs> and thank you very much. Yeah. You're welcome. Look, yeah. hey, we we picked up we picked up Brad Crouch as part of that deal, so we'll see who's laughing in a couple of years. And and, and, and you know what? That was actually my next question because he was a. Uh, it wasn't part of that deal. It was a. I'm trying to. It was a pick. He was a GWS pre-selection, wasn't he? Like an under a 17 year old. The mini draft. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, we, that's right. So. We got that pick, I, I believe. I could be wrong in this, and, and I hope I'm not making a glaringly stupid error, but someone would pick me up if I do. Uh, I believe we traded someone... Oh, here we go. You'll edit this bit out, won't you? Um, no, we, we, we made a trade that involved us getting that and you getting Gunston and somebody else getting something else. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, just, just on yeah, the it wasn't quite the way I remember it. I didn't think they were related. I didn't think they were related trades, but I, I stand to be corrected on that. Uh, he, specious, 
Sorry, Tippett did create the, uh, the probably the biggest threat ever on the Crows board, if not uh, biggest individual threat on Big Footy. Uh, we, we all watched in wonder for a fair while. That was a that was a compelling. Oh, it's still going. I believe I believe we hold the record for the main board at this point. I don't Something know. Over a thousand odd pages. Have you seen the Asada threads at the moment? Yeah, we haven't <laughs> merged those yet. Well, if you merge them all, oh, then, we, <laughs> then we can talk. Threads. Have you started merging? No. <laughs> I will be now, though. <laughs> the road to hell is paved with merged threads, let me tell you. Uh, anyway. so, so how have you seen Crouch this year? Because he, 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 he came in early, he got dropped a couple of times, obviously spent some... Was he injured or did he end up back in the sand pool? I, I, I think part of, um, part of the problem is he's... It took his body a little while to adapt to AFL football. Uh, his hamstrings allegedly were a little bit, you know, sore. Didn't want to risk him. Uh, he's had a few rests. He's had a, a he had a great game on the weekend. Uh, I think he's going to be a great outside mid. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's been quite controversial this year. Sando's decision to rest him as much as he has. Um, but we'll see in the long run. You know, if that gets us an extra twenty games at the end, then I think it'll be well worth it. Mm. Um, Graham Johncock retired mid-season. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's fair to say. I think it's fair to say he wasn't going to get another game. Um, he he said his body wasn't up to it, didn't he? No, uh, it, I think it was his back in the end that that was um, causing him big problems. Uh, mm. He was certainly a, a big contributor for a very long time. Mm. We've got quite a few young guys coming through that are going to fit that role, and I think he was a pace too slow. Um, yeah, and and we wanted to get the games into the younger guys. Yeah, it's uh, just a shame we're not going to hear uh, people talking about Stiffy as much anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Between that and the retirement of Brad Dick, there's no just no fun anymore, is oh, there? Oh, I know. Oh, no double entendres uh, <laughs> to be had. Um, um, Sam Jacobs. Sam he's, Jacobs. Um, he, a little bit. He's a little bit down this year. Just a little bit. He's uh, he's sort of about five hit outs further down, but what what I'm and I've heard, I've I've heard Adelaide supporters talking about the fact that he's a little bit off his game this year compared to last year, but just looking at um, things like uh, okay, what you Adelaide were third in hit outs last year, thirteenth this year, clearances they were second, they're thirteenth this year, um, center clearances they're not too far off, but I'm I'm just wondering whether there's any other reason for those numbers sort of declining? Is it is it down to Jacobs being a little bit off, a bit more often, or is there issues in the midfield? Uh, look, I think um, it, it, it's going to be a combination of both. But with Jacobs, he had a brilliant year last year um, with a lot of the Crows, and and I think he he carried us. He gave us first use of the ball. We had some, we still do have some very good midfielders. Gave them first use of the ball, and from there we were able to leverage that. Uh, this year, he's certainly been off. Uh, he's been tired. Uh, he's been... I don't know if he's carrying a niggle, but he's certainly not got the fitness, the apparent fitness that he had last year. So he's not performing to the standard he was last year. Whether that... Maybe it means that other other Ruckman are adapting. Maybe he had some tricks that the other Ruckman have picked up on and now he's just come back to the pack. But, yeah, that, I think that's been a large part of our performances this year. And McKernan and Jenkins don't seem to have... Um, they, they haven't been as good as a backup ruck as they were last year either. Their numbers are fairly down. Who's the, who's the, who's 
Don't forget last year we had uh, Tippett as a backup as well. Um, Who? Tippett was a uh, backup. Oh, right no, I did, sorry, I thought he was an ex. I didn't know he was an Adelaide player, sorry. <laughs> no, we had... Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. You bastard. Uh, no, I've, I've moved on from that. Now that he's playing in uh, red and white and Jesse White's doing better than him, that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, he had to go home. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I had, had, had to go home, yeah. He, um, he lives, he, he, I'm in Queensland. He lives just down the road from me. That's right. About 10 hours drive. <laughs> Commutes on weekdays. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, we've got a lot to get through, but uh, do you have any final comments, uh, questions you need to ask? Uh, I have one. Yes. Uh, how important is it to put a dent in Port's finals hopes on Sunday? Oh, look, that's that's got to be the the key for this this season. Now is just hurting Port. Whatever we can do, <laughs> undermine. We're, them. we're how, behind you all the way, aren't we? Will? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. How how much is it? Uh, how much is the rivalry between Adelaide and Port? I mean, it's one of the uh, it's one of the genuine rivalries. I mean, I live in Adelaide, and there is genuine dislike uh, between the two groups. Do, do you get that, uh, like living in Melbourne, do you get that as well? Um, I, I still do, I still do. I, I lived in Melbourne, I uh, lived in Adelaide when Port entered the comp, and so, uh, you know, growing up a Nord, Nord boy, um, I've always hated Port in whatever colour, whatever, you know, whether they're Port Power or Port Adelaide or whatever they want to call themselves, I've always hated them. Um, and I think it's it's good because either you, with the SANFL, before the Crows, everyone had an SANFL club, and if you didn't support Port, you hated them. And so now that they've entered the AFL, it's easy because everyone in Adelaide that doesn't barrack with Port in the SNFL can hate Port Power. Yeah, I really so, think they underestimated that level of hatred when Port came into the AFL. <laughs> it was like, yeah, they're here and they're really successful, but no one other than Port people liked them. Yeah, look, for, for a relatively small market team, they're doing all right. Um, but I, I think they will always play second fiddle to the Crows. I don't know, um, the, the Suns are bloody close to starting to uh, get the same level of attendance as it's Port are now. Yeah. Uh, are, any word on whether GWS are going to, or sorry, Gold Coast are going to be putting banners out on their seats to you know hide the fact that no one shows up to their games? Well, no, because they've got a half-decent stadium and it doesn't look yeah. like it's empty. Yeah. You know. I think playing at Adelaide Oval is going to help the Port crowds. Yeah, you can only hope so. I mean, that's what everyone is banking on. Even the Crows are banking on it, so... And look, we all, we all want competitive teams and we all want competitive yep. off-field teams as well. So I think if they can pick up with Adelaide Oval, that's going to be good for football in South Australia, uh, just as long as they don't get too good. All right, so if you could say one thing to your to your team supporters this year to give them a bit of hope, to give them a... What, what, what would that be? I'd say the young kids we've got, the guys we've got coming back from injury, 2014 is going to be a fantastic year. All right, well, good luck with the uh, rest of the season. Thank you very and, much. Uh, yeah, we'll move on. Uh, just an update from the interview. Uh, they finished the interview. They've gone to a panel featuring noted academics and intellectuals, Mark McVeigh and Cameron Ling. And they've asked Vitamins McVeigh, and he said it was hard to watch at times. But I was there. I know the truth. And there are some things I don't agree with. Uh, of course. Of course. So... Because it was only vitamin C. All right. Uh, on that note, um, we're going to go to a quick break. Coming up after that, the prosecutor is going to join us, and oh, uh, hey! he's going to enlighten us on all things regarding the uh, Dean Robinson interview. I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug. I got from Shane Charters. <laughs>
these veins, I'm soaked in noon, was not the same. Heroes explore to give us hope. River push back the envelope. Drink the slab, drink the slab, drink the slab. The mask got drunk, drink the slab. Guys, the we're slab, back here, and uh, Prosecutor has joined us. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Dean Robinson interview that he's just finished watching. He didn't stick around for the panel, um, unfortunately. So we won't, won't know what pearls of wisdom were cast before the swine. Um, prosecutor, how was it, Matt? What were your impressions? Were there any astounding revelations? Should we be preparing for Armageddon? Is Jesus coming back? What's, what's the deal? Well, in the James Heard scandal update, uh, it's revealed that Heard sleeps nude in an oxygen tent, which I believe gives him sexual powers. Oh. I've talked to my friend Ian Hankey, and he has assured me that is a half truth. <laughs> so that is the latest on the James Heard scandal. Uh, and on behalf of Dean Robinson, in the serious business, the biggest thing to probably come out of the interview was the um, allegations against Collingwood, in which, um, what do you call it? Uh, Heard apparently. Um, said that he knew Hollywood, um, Hollywood shit. Uh, Collingwood was on the human growth hormone and he knew that because the supplier actually told him about it. So, um... His dealer. One, pardon? His dealer. Oh, well, if you want to use it so uh, elegantly. So, 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 um, we should call a so, spade but, a shovel then, shouldn't we? So, so Robinson said that Heard said that the supplier told him. Yeah. Um, well, that's incredible. No, this was around the time they were talking about charters, so one could assume that charters might have been providing Collingwood with HEH, or that's what was alluded to anyway. So, so out of all of that, you, your main discovery was that Collingwood might maybe perhaps have taken human growth hormone. Nothing oh. with Essendon at all. Um, no, I think that's the most serious thing to come out of it, because obviously the allegations came out the other day about, you know, Hurt having suspicions about Collingwood. But what particularly came out here is that um, uh, Robinson specifically referenced to Hurt. Oh, um, it was mentioned Hurt's source on this being a supplier who's actually supplying um, Collingwood, so that's a bit more serious and all that sort of stuff. But apart from that, it was really just um, Dean Robinson, you know, the sa- the the figure of moral superiority coming into the Essendon Football Club trying to rid it of its uh, boys' club culture. And, of course, as he said, who challenges James Hurd at Essendon? He tried, and it didn't work, and that's pretty much how his story went. Not even so, the president gets to challenge James Hurd at Essendon, do they? Oh, they had a hug afterwards, you know, a bit of consolatory hug. You right. lost. You're Not retiring, quite. but, yeah. It was good, more, good like the, more like the, uh, the godfather. I knew you betrayed me, Fredo. Oh, that's one way of looking at it for sure. We, um, uh, be, not being not being in the lucky states there, Pros. Um, we, we, we're forced to follow this via the Age website. Oh, um, riveting. No doubt, no doubt, paraphrasing and and whatnot. But uh, it seems there are other other things come out, such as uh, Danny Corcoran telling Robinson, "You resign, or we'll destroy you." <laughs> Something <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> I love that <laughs> 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 and um, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, something about um, James Heard being injected thirty times with hexarelin. Thirty well, times. Um, yeah, thirty times. But on the hexarelin thing, I think the important distinction that needs to be made there is that Robinson said he got that information from Stephen Dank through his lawyers. So oh. again, that's that's 
coming hearsay. from the same source. The original it's it's more, more hearsay along with, yeah. Same exactly. The other, so, yeah, because he said that Robinson's lawyers asked Stank and he said that. So, I mean, and that's what Dank said earlier in the year. So, it's, it's still one source. So, but, you don't feel like we're any further ahead with this than we were, say, like, we're not, no, this, this, this interview doesn't change anything about the way the way the investigation's going or what Essendon fans might think about the investigation. Well, as far as the actual investigation, I don't think it's going to change anything because obviously I doubt Asada and um, the AFL would let it go ahead if it was going to impact on that. So that tells me that, you know, the Asada report is pretty much done and nothing's changing that. Essendon's fan, Essendon fan perspective, um, not really, to be honest. Uh, Obviously, there's some things there you look at and you wonder, but again, it's one person's story. I mean, one person who's felt like it's been pushed out of the club and all that sort of stuff. So it's not exactly the most stable. One person who gave 15 hours of evidence to Asada, apparently. Well, there's that, but I mean, the guy guy has been stood down and pretty much kicked out of the club, so... To rely on his one yeah. sole evidence, uh, basis of evidence um, isn't exactly prudent in this situation. But, um, uh, I mean, but these, there's uh, not hundred... much... There's something that comes out every day that contradicts, contradicts it. I mean, for instance, if we listen to Caroline Wilson, we should have been blaming Mark Thompson for bringing it over from Geelong and all that sort of stuff for five months until last week when she said, you know, uh, Thompson was the one who tried to shut it down and everything. So... It's crap. It's crap. Why would I? <laughs> but um, at this stage, yes. there's not, not much we can actually say because we just don't know. So what's, yeah. this, what's what's these amino acids? 112 different amino acid treatments. Does anybody uh, know what they, you know, that uh, Robinson claims no knowledge of that they were billed for? Is it? Is it? Well, I don't know if that's anything bad or not, but they seem to be making a point of it. Um, saying he was sacked for it, even though he didn't know what they were, but it fell under his budgetary control, so he was uh, uh, pushed out because of it. Hmm. Um, 112 amino acids in Nutri-Grain or something? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to, su- to summarise it... They're on the Nutri-Grain. <laughs> to, to... Well, obviously the ads, that is performance enhancing. Well, I tell you what, if you ordered $60,000 worth of Nutri-Grain, you deserve to be sacked. <laughs> Turn them all into Trevor Handy. Where the bloody hell am I going to put it? Be enough Iron Man food there to turn you all into Terminators, <laughs> wouldn't it? Sorry, I just want to ask, Pross, I need to ask something else. I think this is probably the most important question to come out of this interview. It's yep. been noted quite quite a lot on the boards that, that noted, um, noted empty shirt Luke Darcy was uh, given this interview. And uh, there was some concern. Luke has trouble stringing coherent sentences together, much like myself. How did Luke do? Was he okay? Can you say that again, Messenger? I said, "Hey, Luke, do how did Luke? How did Luke Darcy do? Was he okay?" Well, he had this habit of asking Dean to. Can you say that again, Dean? Oh, sorry. I so, yeah, 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 yeah. You were. A, you I, were I was. I was oblivious. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, yeah. Wookie will edit it out, so I don't look like an idiot. I'm sure. No, I'm sure he won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. No, he won't but uh, uh, Luke. It wasn't terrible, but there was one point in particular... Oh, there was two, actually. I don't know how this question got past it, but he asked, what did Dank have in his office? And the Robinson replied with, um, he had a fridge and a stainless steel cabinet. 
Okay, so there's the big scoop. Oh. Yep, that, that was like one of the first few questions. And uh, the other one was he got on his, you know, moral high ground and um, started preaching about, oh, if someone's back in my day said, you know, here's an anti-obesity drug um, we want you to have, he would have said no and all that sort of stuff and he would have shut it down. Um, so he, he did like to do that grandstanding sort of thing and he did ask uh, Robinson, you know, say that like, you, you guys would have seen the um, Black Ops clip from yesterday mm. where he's like, you know, say that again. Uh, he did that a few times throughout it. Mm. So, um, and of course, Mark Stevens, for the first 10 or 15 minutes or so of the panel show there, was trying to do his best to um, get his profile up out of missing that interview, asking all the hard questions. Did Mark Stevens blink during any part of that? Um, he might have. He might have. He's, That's a, noted, uh, he's a noted non-blinker. Ooh, geez. Ooh, that might be on the front page of the Herald Sun then. Ex-employee blinks. Robinson's basically named uh, Zaharakis as the only dissenter. Um, from what I understand, uh, David Zaharakis has a crippling fear of needles, which who would have thought that would be a good thing in the end. Mm. Um, but then again, that doesn't say what other players took and all that sort of stuff. So I get that doesn't really narrow anything down. It just says that obviously Zaharakis is well and truly in the clear, but that doesn't make any of the other players any more guilty. Now, I, I heard somewhere along the line, and again, I don't watch the news much during the day, but apparently Caro has said that Robbo has something very big to come in the next few days in the Herald Sun. Is that what you understand? Um, that's the first I've heard of it, to be honest. I don't know but... if it's just his, his, lunch, his lunch menu or whether it's his it's bar tab. His wife runs. It could be it could be one of her many things, but um as for what it is, I'm not exactly sure. I could speculate on the nature of it. Um at a guess I'd say it's pretty obvious that this sort of been the battle lines drawn up between Fairfax and uh news with uh the herd camp obviously leaking favourable stuff to Herald Sun, and the Fairfax obviously going on the warpath. So I'd say it might be something herd related or Dimitri related. Mm. But I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what it is. Does if it is anything, because I mean, yeah, it, it makes it difficult when you leak to the Herald Sun because you have to use such small sentences and such simple words. <laughs> yeah, herd no bad, herd do herd, good, herd is good, and that. Yeah, um, is good. But yeah. I can see a lot of people that would uh, uh, be be quite disillusioned. And it seemed like, you know, if Essendon get off, we're going to have a lot of people disillusioned with football and um, not just big footy, but just losing people to the game from that, that perspective. But if Essendon, um, you know, are punished in the most severe way possible, you also uh, run the risk of losing a lot of Essendon supporters. I mean... What's what's the mood like? Are people are people suggesting they're just going to give away football disillusioned if if, if Essendon do go down in a big way? Um, I guess it depends um, on just what actually does come out on the side of what report, what the punishment is, how debilitating, and there's a lot of aspects, and it's obviously an individual choice. So I don't pretend to stand for all Essendon supporters and all that. Personally, I'll still hang around and all that sort of stuff, and um. 
I posted on the Essendon board a thread about um, the membership for 2014 and that I guess if there's one thing that I guess that we've been admired for throughout the um, time is that we've been, um, I hate to use the word because it's annoying, it's a cliche, but as supporters and as a club in general, we've been galvanised over the whole issue and it seems that, you know, I mean, you just have to look at the supporters with the standby herd campaign and you have to just look at the players when they're playing off once they're off the field and all that sort of stuff that there's a real sense of um, family, I guess, in the club and that, and if the club can appeal to that and then bring everyone, bring them closer together, it's actually an opportunity for the Essendon Football Club as well to rebuild with their supporters. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. It, it is interesting. I'll be very interested actually to see how the marketing department, the public uh, PR department at Essendon deal with it. Because it is yeah. a genuine concern. Because obviously if we're not playing for points next year or if we have players off for two years and James Hurd's banned for life or something like that, it's... There is going to be fallback, and it's about managing that and building on that, and it's going to be interesting to see how it's handled. One of the things you say, I think what you're saying about selling hope if the, if the situa- next season's written off is, is really important. I mean, there, there's a, a massive financial implication to Essendon if they are suspended, not just in terms of, of match day revenue, but also in terms of you know their marketing and all their off-field stuff. I wonder how instructive they'll find Melbourne Sto- the Melbourne Storm situation to be because really for a team that played for no points for a year they were pretty competitive I mean they had a very good side but they didn't really drop off so much and 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 their fans really that small group of fans they have in Melbourne who are that 10,000 rusted on supporters really rallied around them they, they didn't lose too many of them at all yeah I guess that's um what I was sort of going on about with too as well with the whole family thing. It's about um, if I was the club, I'd be looking at um, focusing for the membership and all that sort of stuff because um, I would use the campaign like We Are Essendon and all that sort of stuff because it's a fan favourite um, slogan and we have a chant and all that sort of stuff that's fantastic but obviously it's not well known enough. But um, what we what I'd be looking to do would be to... Um, I'd be... If I was the club, I'd be looking to appeal to the supporters this year because obviously in past years, you know, it's like whatever it takes to, you know, stand with the players and all that sort of stuff. It's, you know, memberships generally are appealing to people to come to the club and help us get there, whereas Mm -hmm. I think this might be one of those cases where the club's got to appeal to supporters. You know, it's like meet us halfway and all that sort of stuff. So it'd be interesting to see what um, they do and all that sort of stuff because I think obviously... We've got to be competitive as well, and I think we will be competitive. But I think it's an opportunity as well to Essen to expand their membership and go back to the roots and all that sort of stuff, and go back to um that sort of that real club sense. Like um, hmm. for instance, well, turning um Essendon and the VFL and all that sort of stuff and Windy Hill into a social occasion, and really making you know your fellow members family and all that sort of stuff, and not and um, it's an opportunity really and. It's hard. It's hard because we don't know what's going to happen, all that sort of stuff, and it'll be devastating well, for the f- first bit. But what happens happens, um, and I guess we'll we, see yeah. where our supporter you, base really you've stands. Hand, you've handled yourself. You've handled yourself very well, Pross. And I just want to say that uh, the bombers, if it does go pretty sour, uh, are going to need pragmatic supporters like you. So, uh, you know, kudos to you, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Patting myself on the yeah. back. No, no, I agree, absolutely. 
Oh, and given that you're only 13 years old, I think that's <laughs> <laughs> I've I've grown a year since the last podcast. Oh, that's just, true, just you bu- were 12 last week. But you had a birthday, and it was nice to have ice cream cake at McDonald's with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was fantastic, and I went to the football Friday night, oh. and you know, I got all dressed up, and I had my badges on, and... Your duffel coat. Oh, I sat oh, in the yep. squad. It was fantastic. Did you leave it leave at three-quarter time like most Eastern fans? I had a tantrum. I went home to bed. You know, I was well past my <laughs> bedtime. The school the next day. It was, yeah, it was very important. Oh, All right. We're going to move on, guys. But j- just before we do so, have you changed... Like, have you had any thoughts on what you think uh, the outcome is going to be when the report's issued? Um, fine, definitely... Uh, draft picks probably almost certainly and apart from that the rest is up in the air he's going the distance he's going for speed she's all alone all alone in a time of need because he's racing and pacing and plotting the course he's fighting and fighting and riding on his horse he's going the distance Alright, and our final uh, segment for the evening, and uh, the one that um, hopefully some guys have actually done some homework for for a change. Will Bring be... out the Herald Sun. <laughs> I've got the you... AFL website. Off you go to the to the AFL website and whatever else. Oh, um, where's their run home section? We're going to talk about the run home to uh, to the finals. There are four rounds left, uh, including this weekend. And uh, the ladder currently looks like this. Uh, Hawthorne sitting in first, Geelong second, uh-huh. Sydney third, Essendon fourth, hey. Fremantle fifth, uh, Richmond sixth, uh-huh. Collingwood seventh, Port Adelaide uh, eighth, and Carlton are uh, still a chance at ninth. Now, anyone below that, I've pretty much ruled out, given that there's a two-game gap between ninth and uh, tenth. Um, uh, so, hang on, hang on. If Carlton do terribly in their last five weeks, could they not drop below, let North or the Eagles or the Crows or the Lions in? Well, I'm not saying that it's unrealistic. I'm just it, saying it, that... It, it, is, pop- it is a little unrealistic. I've worked that out. I've, I've worked out Carlton winning one more game for the year. Really? Yeah. No, no, no. Not saying we will, but I'm saying look at losing to everyone but the Bulldogs because yeah. they're all, you know, there's a lot of 50-50 games. Um, and finishing in ninth, Possibly by percentage to the Lions, who who've got some easy games, uh, but a shit percentage at the moment. Yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, the chances of Carlton avoiding uh, not going lower than ninth are fairly slim because West Coast and Adelaide and um, North have got some hard games. That's true. All right. So, having looked at that ladder um, and having been through the ladder predictor and everything today. Um, I guess we'll look at it round by round and we'll see what you guys think. And right. we'll take it uh, we'll, we'll take it from there. Now, if you're on the AFL website... <laughs> and I am. And, and I know you all are, because <laughs> that's how yeah, we yeah, work yeah. around here. Or as we like to call it, research. <laughs> um, yeah. um, you'll, you'll have observed that there are a couple of big games coming up this weekend. Friday night uh, is Essendon and uh, Geelong. North huh? Melbourne. Isn't it? 
Sorry, it's which round? What round are we Okay, in? we're obviously on the same website. <laughs> I'm looking at round 19. Round 19, North Melbourne versus Geelong. That's all. Essendon play Collingwood on the Twilight game Sunday. Oh, sorry. This is going beautifully so far. Shut up, Messenger. This is 2013. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So we got North and uh, Geelong, um, which I have uh, I have suggested Geelong should win that. Geelong win that. Uh, <laughs> oh, are you sure? Just going out on a limb. Um, I'm going to assume. Put... How far will North have to be in front at three quarter time to hang on? Oh, Charles. I don't need. I wouldn't I want think, to put. Yeah. I wouldn't want to put money on goals. it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to put money on it, even if they were ten goals up. <laughs> I would. Oh God, that would be funny if they got sixty points in front and still coughed it up. That would be. That would be worth the price of admission. No. So I, are we we going for Geelong on this. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, Giants and Melbourne is immaterial to oh, the no, finals. No, no. It's going to be one of the best games ever. <laughs> no. I'm taking. Um, I'm taking the Giants for that. I'm taking the Giants, Giants on Jeremy it anyway. Cameron will make his column in the salt. But, I would take the Giants, but they tend to they tend to take it up to teams that Eddie had, don't they? So um, you know, is you know, it Skoda? This is a Skoda. Yep. yep. I know, but I mean, they've they've done some they've had some good performances that Eddie had with against uh, Essendon and Collingwood, where they've been in the game for a long period of time. So they took, they took Hawthorne yeah, to three quarter Melbourne time. Haven't had any good performances. Oh no, anyone, they didn't. That was so. mm. All right, so there's a couple of big games. So uh, Hawthorne play Richmond at the MCG. Hawks all the way there. So you'd expect mm, Hawks massive, form, massive danger game. I, I don't, I don't yeah. see the Hawks losing between now and the end of the season. I can see Richmond have given it a good shake and then falling away, yeah. kind of similar to. I reckon they'll do it for a half or so. They'll stay in there and then Hawthorne might fall away, but I wouldn't be surprised if Richmond did. The last time Richmond played Hawthorne, they were they won by nearly eleven goals. Mm. Yeah, but they, I, they absolutely pantsed us. Did you have Ruffy playing then? I think. No, yeah, he would have came back. He would have been back by because then, he came yeah. back round one, didn't he? Against Collingwood. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think the Hawks are playing a different style of foot. Well, not different style, but they're playing a different um, intensity. We're yeah. better. We're better than we were. That's at that's time, exactly so. it. Um, the two teams can't be compared at the same time. Now, uh, West Coast have got the Suns. Um, yeah. That's an interesting one. Again, probably, I don't, go, probably I, go West Coast at home, but you, you, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't uh, balk at the upset, would you? Ablett, yeah. Ablett, seventy possessions. Ablett will get if if, if the Suns get back Prestia and those guys who missed again, as well. If those guys had played against Carlton, that game might have been a lot closer than it ended up being. Um, if if I reckon they could give West Coast a good run for their money, I think West Coast will just win that. Yeah. Uh, Carlton have got Fremantle. Oh, hello. Hello. Yeah. This is in Melbourne. Hello. It's another uh, potential uh, final shape of this. If another... Fremantle win this, I can't see them missing the top four. No, me either. But no. if, if Carlton win this, I can't see us missing the finals. So That's true. Uh, as a as a impartial observer, um, I, I, don't think, I don't think Fremantle's going to win this one. No, no I don't we... think so either. We are a shocking side at the moment. We pushed them right to the end. Our you know, set shots is what lost us the game. I think if you guys can kick accurately, kick more than 70 points, I think you'll win. I, th- I think our forwards are in a reasonable position at the moment. Um, I've, got, I've gone conservative here uh, on, my, on my AFL ladder predictor. Yes. I've, 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 I've just so I can see what happens, I've, 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 I've put the Dockers in. Because I know they'll strangle us. You, you and I are uh, no longer friends, Odeon. No, no, no. My the Big Footy Blues podcast, I'll, I'll give a totally different prediction, mate. But I'm being conservative <laughs> for the purpose of this. 
Alright. Um, so who are we going for in Carlton Frio? I've got Frio. I think 10 goals to 7 game. I think the small, sexy, magical joke of Carlton's forward line won't break through across the rough, target, tugged and rough and rough and rugged Fremantle backline. Prosecutor, hey. you're, you're the deciding vote here. We've got 2 and 2. I'm going to draw. You bastard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, um, actually, I uh, really don't know. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting so one because I can see Carlton winning and I can see Fremantle winning then. Uh, you, you must be I'll go Carlton. Somewhere. All right, so we've got Carlton It's more beneficial this. to Essendon. Uh, Brisbane oh. and St Kilda won't really shake the finals. Bris- uh, Brisbane all the way. Brisbane. Brisbane, Brisbane. yep. Bulldogs and... Uh, well, Swans will beat the Bulldogs, I think. Yep. Yes. I reckon Bulldogs will yes. have to give a shout, but they won't win it. Crows and Power? Oh, look, geez, I'd, love, I'd love the Crows to win. Um, but Would for the purposes of this uh, run home, again, being conservative, I'll go Power because they've got something on the line. Yeah, I've done yeah. the same. I'd, I'd love us to win, but I think Power are religious on this one. They've, they've always seemed to have the wood on us in, uh, in showdowns. Even when we're much better than they are, they're always close. So now that they're better than we are, I think, I think Port. Oh. Is Dangerfield back? Uh, he should be. He should be. Um, McKernan's a test, but again, we lost Jenkins and we lost Sloan, so... No, you yeah. got no one up forward. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, no, we're going to start playing defenders up forward, I think. Collingwood and Essendon. Oh, Ooh. Essendon. Yes. I must say, look, despite the margin on Friday night, I was really impressed with Essendon. I think they, uh, they're a good football team to watch. I think they'll beat Collingwood comfortably. Uh, Adrian? Yeah, Essendon and Collingwood, have, uh, they're not very impressive um, at the moment and they're in danger of falling out if a lot of results go against them. Uh, having said that, I'm sort of waiting for, uh, waiting for something to affect Essendon and, you know, and over this whole saga and seeing if you know, they, they, a collapse comes in the last few weeks. All right, so uh, at the end of round 19, no change to the ladder uh, that really affects the top eight or nine teams. So we went with Carlton, didn't we? We did. We went three to two with Carlton. So, yep. okay. All right. So moving into round twenty, St Kilda have got Hawthorne. Hawthorne will win that. Oh, I don't think Hawthorne. Yep. Don't I don't think you can pick a big enough margin out that list. Yeah, Richmond, and, Richmond and Brisbane at the MCG. We'd be going for Richmond. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Geelong versus Port. Geelong. 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 Yeah. Skill. Uh, Carlton and the Bulldogs. Carlton. Carlton. Bulldogs. <laughs> Sydney and Collingwood Swans yeah. It's an A and Z I'd say Swans Yeah, yeah. Uh, Suns and Demons Will be on Suns Yes Suns. At yeah. Metricom Essendon uh, Will be on against West Coast Eddie yes. had uh, Yeah West Shiver um, Eddie had Frio Essendon. Frio against the Giants At Patterson's Could be a close one <laughs> Yeah Frio Alright <laughs> Um Cameron well, that, won't be scoring any goals that way. Yeah, Four and, goals uh, to one. Adelaide and North in uh, at Amy Stadium. That's a uh, close one. Jeez. Oh, hello. Game of the round. Oh, I could flip anyway on that. Oh, Christ. I'll go North. I'm going. I'm. I'm going north because I think they're more a little bit more dynamic, um, and they've. But oh God, any north could show up. All right. So I've got north as well for this. Now this uh, changes the ladder somewhat in that it would put Carlton up to seventh on percentage. Um, unless there's a big win or loss in there. Collingwood would be equal, and uh, Port Adelaide would be equal, but Carlton would be up on percentage in that regard. Um, with uh, They've got a good perce- they've got a better percentage now anyway. But um, it's... So Carlton, Collingwood, Port Adelaide would be equal, but Carlton would be in seventh. Collingwood would be eighth. Port Adelaide would be ninth. 
and Richmond would be a game above them uh, in uh, sixth spot. Fremantle yeah. will be fifth. No change from the top four. <coughs> heading, heading in around 21, Hawthorne and Collingwood. Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Uh, Port Adelaide and the Suns at Amy Stadium. Port. Richmond and Carlton at the MCG. Ooh. Now, Richmond. I, I, I've gone Carlton, but, uh, you know. I've, I've, I've gone Carlton. I think, um, you know, I think we, only be lost, some we only lost by five points in round one. And we were... Richmond it is. Ooh. Yeah. We've got a two Good and two here. Mate. Who hasn't voted yet? Specious. Cross? Specious. Sorry, what? <laughs> Richmond Carlton, Richmond mate. Carlton. Richmond Carlton? Uh, tough one. I want to say, I want to say uh, Richmond on this one. Uh, Richmond it is. Richmond it is. We're going to go with the votes. Uh, Essendon versus North Melbourne. Ooh. Uh, Eddie Head Stadium. North will be making their valiant run to make eighth spot. I'll say North. North will be three games behind if we're right at this point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? North Melbourne's grand final. So. <laughs> yes. Crows. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, sorry. West Coast yes. versus Geelong yeah. at Subiaco. So are we going Essendon or North? We're going Essendon, I think. We're going Essendon. Yeah. West Coast, Geelong. Uh, Geelong. Yeah. Uh, Brisbane and the Giants would be on the... Brisbane. Uh, Gabba would be Brisbane. on Brisbane. Yeah, Melbourne and Frio at the MCG. Oh, yeah. If there was ever a game not deserving of the MCG... <laughs> but we'll, is, we'll be you, up for you, free. Uh, could you, can you possibly imagine the unwatchable versus the... Oh, uh, yeah. Unwatchable. The, the yeah. abominable versus the unwatchable. Uh, no, Melbourne are very watchable. They're just not watchable for the right reasons. This, this, well, <laughs> if, okay. if I, I'll, I can't hide <laughs> that mentality. The Swans, the Swans if ever, are the Saints, If ever guys. you wanted a venue to see if if you could prove the myth about ducks, quacks not having an echo, that would be the perfect venue on that day because it would be large and empty. Yeah, Swans and the it. Saints at the SCG would be going for the Swans. Yes. Yeah. And the Dogs and the Crows at Eddie Head Stadium. We've beaten this them is, once this year. We've beaten this them already. Yeah, oh, but Eddie I've, had I've, and the Bulldogs Eddie had in a rich man of form. I, I've actually gone the I've dogs gone on dogs. this one. No, I'll take the crows. I'll go crows reluctantly. Oh, crows, well, that's crows. Crows, I'm outvoted. Carlton move into eighth at the end of round 21. Uh, Port Adelaide seventh. A game Oof. clear of Carlton. Collingwood are out of the eight. If mm. our predictions are right at the end of round 21. Moving into round 22, lads, and it's uh, Collingwood and West Coast at the uh, NCG. Collingwood. I've got Collingwood at the G. Uh, yeah, West Coast will be in full tank mode by then. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Crows and Melbourne at Amy Stadium. You'll be in oh, Adelaide. Uh, North and what? North and Hawthorne at Eddie Head Stadium. Oh. I'll say Hawthorne, but not with Eddie. I'll go North. Ooh. Oh, God, <laughs> that's that Eddie had. Oh, jeez. We, we've won so our, last, drug, seven, we've drug, won our the, last seven in a row at Eddie had. The drugs have well and truly kicked in by the round 22, <laughs> by the looks. The match of the round, uh, you're looking at Geelong and the Swans at Skilled Stadium. Geelong. Cats. Sydney. Yeah, I... Oh, I'm already outvoted, so... Yeah, I'm going for the Cats, but uh, anyway. Can't, can't tip against them at Skilled. I don't care who they play. You can't tip against them there. Yeah, you can't. Uh, the Dockers and Power at uh, Patterson Stadium. Dockers. Carlton and Essendon at the MCG. Oh. I Essendon. have, of, I have, of course, gone Carlton here. Oh, look, yeah, again, again, I don't want to, I don't want to be getting in by being too. Open. We haven't shown anything, so I'm going to go 
for the purpose of the exercise Essendon. Oh, Tentatively going Essendon. No, 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 no. I don't, you know, let's <laughs> let's not think we're going to win five in a row on the way home. I'm thinking uh, it, don't you worry. <laughs> St Kilda and the Suns at Eddie Head Stadium. Suns. 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 Giants versus Richmond. Richmond. At Skilled. Doesn't matter. Uh, sorry, Skilled. It could be on the moon, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Brisbane and the oh, Bulldogs. At, Brisbane and the Pans. Bulldogs at the Gabba. Ah, uh, Brisbane. Yeah. Brisbane. Brisbane. All right. This has put Carlton in the ninth. Ooh. A game out. Can we get game, them out? A game, a game out. behind Port. But Leading into round 23. Port Adelaide playing Carlton. Yeah. Oh, so um, no, We've set it up beautifully, haven't we? We have indeed. Uh, Sydney versus Hawthorne at ANZ Stadium. I've gone Sydney. Hawthorne. Yep. We'll, send, we'll send Box Hill up. <laughs> that wouldn't <laughs> surprise me, man. Well, Hawks will be a game game in percentage clear right at this stage. Yeah. And, not to uh, mention the fact that ANZ is a disgraceful cow paddock that football should not be played on. I'd hate to that, see somebody do a knee a week before the finals. Hawthorne, so, might, Hawthorne might be resting a few by this, by this stage, I reckon. I reckon so, they might. I'll go to Sydney. I reckon they might. I reckon the Swans will win, but I reckon Hawthorne will rest a few going up there for this if they're a game clear. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, more than a game clear. Mm. Um, the Swan, uh, St Kilda versus uh, Frio we'll be going for Frio at yeah. Etihad uh, Geelong versus Brisbane we'll be going for Geelong oh, yep. yeah. the uh, the close one Port versus Carlton at Amy Stadium this will decide 8th place will absolutely Port. decide 8th place Port Adelaide to do an Essendon of 2009 what's that? Uh, Port Adelaide to do an Essendon of 2009 yeah what was that? Um, to refresh their memory <laughs> Yeah, for um, Hawthorne supporters out Sorry, there... Sorry, what drugs who... did they do in 2009? Sorry. Oh, we did plenty back then. We just didn't talk about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but uh, Port Adelaide to win an elimina- virtual elimination Spoke. final and get smacked in the first week. I- I'm, I'm going Carlton for sure on that one. I'm yeah, very confident. I'm going Carlton on that one as well. Um, so we, we got... Get... Sorry, we got a... No, no speeches? What did speeches say? Oh, fucking deciding vote again. Um... Give it to the Crows fan. Speeches. Carlton. Carlton. Yeah. Three to two. Oh. <laughs> I, I knew having a Crows fan on the panel would be good. Would be awesome <laughs> West, West, West Coast and Adelaide. Uh, Eagles. At Patterson's. Adelaide, actually, at that point in the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, think you so can have well. most of the players out there in any crutches between those two teams. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Well, Adelaide... Ad, so if Adelaide win this... Uh, where are we? Ninth, ninth. Uh, so if Adelaide win this, and say something happens to a team in the top eight, whereby circumstances force them to be dumped from the eight, Adelaide would still not make the finals. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no that would Adelaide, Adelaide would actually be the team that came in. I think that's merciful. I think that's very merciful. We we don't want to get embarrassed in finals again. <laughs> Essendon and Richmond, probably the big game of the round after Sydney and Hawthorne. Uh, Richmond will be finished by then, Essendon. Predicting the big fade-out? Mm. Well, it'll be the who fades out the hardest at this by this stage. Right, so Essendon. Yeah, I'll take Essendon. We're going I'll for Essendon? Yeah, whatever. That's really hard because we're tipping Essendon to win all these games against the likes of Richmond, Carlton, North, sort of that sort of stuff, and I think they're going to drop one somewhere. And that I makes... really wouldn't be surprised if we dropped to North Melbourne at Eddie Hat. It would this... not be Richmond. It would not be Richmond they drop it to. 
if Essendon win all the games we're predicting, they're finishing. They're finishing third. Yeah. Okay. So, but if they lose, drop one of them, they're, dro- they're dropping to fifth. Yeah. Fourth. It's it's that kind. No, I've got them. Uh, yeah, fourth. Oh, fourth. Sorry. Uh, no, no, uh, no. If they lose one of them, because we still haven't done the Frio one yet. That's right. Anyway, all right, we get down oh, there. No, no, we have. We just beat St Kilda. Yeah. Okay, nope. you're right. So we've got the Suns yeah. and the Giants. Suns. Suns. Collingwood and North. Collingwood. North. Oh, North would be a decent chance in now, that game. Now, see here, if a North win puts Carlton back into... Uh, no, a North win and... Uh, it, yeah, Richmond okay. Carlton. No, Carlton yeah, no. a, nor- a North win makes it interesting because it makes that... It, uh, it'll come down to percentage. It'll come down to percentage. It, 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 I mean, there's a couple of games here that could go either way towards the end of the season. Collingwood then, could drop to ninth. Yeah. Potentially. Um, so Collingwood look like the team that's going to... It'll be Collingwood or Port or Carlton that'll finish ninth. And it could be... Uh, I, I think, and I think it could Collingwood go either too way. much to play for. Collingwood will win that game. There's, it's going to come down to percentage. So whoever has a big win in the next couple of weeks could uh, really decide it all. So uh, who's, who's playing an expansion team in the next few weeks is going to decide who gets in the eight? None of them. None of them do. None of them have expansion teams in the eight. Oh, there you go. So it's 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 going to be a, a very 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 interesting. Uh, it's pretty much weeks. whoever doesn't lose by the least. Oh, whoever loses by the least amount in the and games they lose. We'll go so I can't say I'm really belting any teams they play. We'll be going for the Bulldogs in Melbourne, I assume. Bulldogs, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So that will leave the ladder at Hawthorne, Geelong, Essendon, Sydney for the top four. Fremantle, Richmond, Carlton, and Collingwood. Uh, for the eight, Port Adelaide missing out or getting in, depending on uh, what happens in the next couple of weeks. But um, so that that shapes up to be interesting. That would make the first uh, final the finals to be Hawthorne versus Sydney in Melbourne, Fremantle oh. versus Collingwood at uh, Patterson Stadium, Richmond and Carlton at the MCG. Well, in Melbourne. Sorry, somewhere. did you say Fremantle versus Collingwood? Fremantle, uh, Fremantle, Carlton. Carlton. Uh, not according to the finals predictor. So Fremantle Essendon, isn't it? No, no. no, that was that was with uh, that was with North beating Collingwood. Remember? Wait, hang on. I had Fremantle fifth and Carlton eighth. Did you yeah. pick North Melbourne or did you pick Collingwood? North Melbourne. What kind of amateur radio do you guys got me on? Oh, exactly. <laughs> I, I picked Collingwood in that, but I, uh, I, I, no, I thought no, no. we decided. Yeah, we've got our own version of uh, Rucci hosting the show. Hey, 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 <laughs> Rucci, Rucci, who came third in this ladder? All right. In the first, Essendon, uh, Essendon came. Th- oh, we got Hawthorne and Geelong, and Essendon and Sydney first to fourth. Right. Fremantle, Richmond, Collingwood, and Carlton bringing up the uh, bottom four of the eight. Now yeah. that would make it Hawthorne and Sydney, Fremantle and Carlton, Richmond and Collingwood, Geelong and Essendon for the first series of finals. Mm. All right. Are we going to go through the finals? May as well while we're here. All right. So Hawthorne at the MCG. Uh, yes. Yep. You would do that. We'd never lose to Sydney at the MCG in a final. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't uh, do that. Oh, only, well, only games in that really count. You got Fremantle. Only, on that's Car- right. <laughs> Fremantle would play Carlton at Pattersons. Fremantle. Fremantle. Now uh, this game, uh, the fixturing of that'll be interesting because I think the first week of the finals is a rugby union test at Subiaco. I'd say that'd be the Friday night game. So uh, no, I, I would imagine. Before. I'd say that'd be the Friday night game with Richmond Collingwood on the Sunday, and oh shit, that doesn't work. No, no, no. Um, to, that's got to be on the Saturday. Yeah, that's Hawthorne Sydney would have to be the Friday night. Qualifying finals are always on a Friday night. But 
if they can't, Fremantle can't, there's three MCG games there, so that would mean Fremantle would have to play in the Saturday, and as far as I'm aware, that's the day the Wallabies are meant to be playing. And yeah, and Fremantle, and the game couldn't be a Saturday night in any case. Uh, it would have to be a Saturday night game. It wouldn't be Saturday afternoon for TV purposes. I'd say Hawthorne might have to play at Etihad. Oh. And it would, well, oh, no, no, Hawthorne, Hawthorne would play at the G, but they'd be playing on uh, Saturday. But oh. then, but then, when would Fremantle be playing? Fremantle have to play Friday night. But then, then there'd be there three might MCG have... games on within two days. The Fremantle game would be at Patterson's. Yeah, but then they've still got Hawthorne, Sydney, Richmond, Collingwood, Geelong, Essendon to fit on two, uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Hawthorne would end up playing at Etihad. Yeah, yeah they would. Whoever plays to... an interstate team would end up at Etihad. That was always going to happen. Yeah. Um, Fremantle would play Carlton at Patterson's. We would be going for... Fremantle. Fremantle, which would not count out of the finals. Richmond and Collingwood would play at the MCG. Collingwood. Collingwood. Although I would love... Richmond, I'd, Collingwood, finals. I'd you love know. to see that game scheduled at Etihad. Um, so we're going Collingwood We would go Collingwood in the finals. Okay. That would knock Richmond out. Uh, and Geelong would play Essendon at the MCG, you'd assume. Geelong. And Geelong would win. And Geelong, yeah, would easily win that. Assuming Essendon's there. Well, that's another story. We're working in that fictional world right now. Yes. Sydney, uh, Sydney, which would make uh, the semi-final Sydney versus Fremantle at uh, ANZ. Sydney just. That would Sydney actually... Sydney by much. That, this would become a nightmare for the AFL, actually, because... Uh, Scheduling these games at ANZ would put them directly into conflict with the NRL for the second week in a row, and I don't think they'd win that, so this would be at the SCG, I'd expect. Why couldn't it just be at the SCG? It's a better ground. The finals are contracted to ANZ. How long for? Uh, I believe it was extended to 2014. Oh, who? No. What a disgrace. Um, so Sydney? So, yeah, we'd go Sydney either way anyway, whatever, wherever it's placed. Yes. This would be a Sydney game. That would knock Frio out. Collingwood would play Essendon in what would be a fairly decent uh, semi-final. Essendon. And we'd be going... Would we? Yeah. I'm going to take the Bombers. All right, so... They're a significantly Uh, better team on the MCG uh, than we are. I'll I'll go Collingwood on that one. I'd have to go Essendon if they're there at the time. Um, Hawthorne would play Essendon in the preliminary final. Essendon. Really? Hawthorne. 500. <laughs> <laughs> and Sydney would play Geelong in Sydney. Uh, no, they'd play them in, uh, in Melbourne. I will say that Geelong will beat Sydney in Sydney. No, they're not playing in Sydney. No, they're playing at the MCG because Geelong beat Essendon in the first week. That's oh. not how this reads. No, that's, no it reads, that's, that's it reads stupidly, but it'd be that's... Geelong because they won the 2v3 game and Sydney lost to Hawthorne. That doesn't show. It would be, sorry, it would be in Melbourne, that game. Yes. Geelong will win. Well, then they should fix this bloody... No, they don't show the home team first. Well, Well, that's fucking moronic. It is moronic, but it's the AFL, so we live in deal. So we'd be looking at a Hawthorne Geelong grand final? We would. Yep. And Geelong would win. win I I think with the deliberate rush behind, we're all Hawthorne going to lose (laughs) it. And you know what? It will either way. It will take about five years off my life expectancy if that <laughs> comes up. All right, guys. Well, that's our that's our prediction here from the uh, the podcast panel tonight. Uh, we're predicting a Hawthorne Geelong Grand Final. Thank you very much for coming on board. We're not going to have time to do uh, 
things that we look forward to on the week. No, fuck it, we'll do it anyway. Things we look forward to on the weekend. <laughs> There's going to be some severe <laughs> editing of some stuff anyway, so... What are we looking forward to on the weekend, guys? I think we got there anyway. I'll, look, I'll, I'll quickly say uh, GWS in Melbourne. It's going to be like like a car crash. I'm just can't, I won't be able to look away. But uh, at least Cameron can get fed the ball about fifty times and hopefully uh, get further up the Coleman list. Yeah, Odie, uh, uh, Messenger. Uh, I'm actually going to get to go and watch Hawthorne a home game in Melbourne live for <laughs> the first time in about eight weeks. We play Richmond. It should be a cracker. Should be prosecutor. What, what are you looking forward to, Mark? Oh, shit. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to a good week of football before next week is absolutely terrible. Yeah. yeah. Fixture-wise, anyway. Yeah. And uh, um, 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 specious argument, what are you looking forward to? Scott Thompson beating the piss out of a few port players. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much for your participation tonight. Thank you very much to those people who stuck around to listen. Uh, we shall be back next week. In the meantime, good luck with your teams on the weekend. And uh, be polite and love each other on the forums. Or... Hug your kids. Hug your kids. <laughs> I think you're being a bit delusional there, guys. Come on. Say that again. <laughs> or was it Don... Uh, was it... Denial. I mean, Donile. I hope you weren't recording this, uh, Wookie. I hope uh, I hope this is all black ops, mate. <laughs> all right, guys. See you, guys. We'll see you all next week. See ya. See ya. See ya.